This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Get it a little bit like you're thinking it's invalidating, right? The title of MD or DO and saying, oh, if so other people are going to call themselves doctor, what's next? You know, like, I feel like this isn't a zero sum game, people. This yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, the American Board of Radiology did something that I guess is radical. They initiated a residency leave policy. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Uh, the new call. Do you remember us trying out the uh, hanger reflex? Let's try the third hand experiment. Uh, Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, the show that gives you an honest look at medical school. It's a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. That's where we're from. That's what we're doing. That's why we're here. I'm Dave Etler. With me today in the SCP studio, it's M2 Noah Wick. Hey. Over there, we've got uh, physician assistant student Ariel Nuva Andalon joining us for the first time. Full name. I couldn't resist the alliteration. I love it. <laughs> M2 Nicole Hines is back. What's up, nerds? And MD PhD student Miranda Skeen also Hi. returns. I'd like to start off today's show on a positive note and a negative note. Let's hear from you one success and one fail from your week. I feel that it's important that people both joyfully celebrate success and normalize failure without shame doesn't have to be a huge failure doesn't have to be a, like a life-altering failure it doesn't have to be an amazing success anything like that i just want to you know just want to hear what you've been doing this week that's both successful and failure-ish well i'll i'll break the ice why not go for it so success is i actually made some pretty decent tacos this week because nice. i had some ground beef and i was like let me just chuck some stuff in here and i'm like oh look i actually succeeded at making some passable tacos and then my failure was i kept trying to go to bed early this week and i kept it kept not working mm. happened so to, that happened to me a few times this week too it's very yeah. annoying and in because the most recent one was last night and in my defense the netflix autoplay screwed me over i've been trying to finish up star trek deep space nine mm. and i was like mm. one episode before bed and then the next episode started autoplaying and i'm like well now i'm invested so and i had to stay up an extra hour mm. to see how that to. ended you did, and you didn't. You, you didn't find the soothing tones of Ben Cisco lulling you to sleep. I did. Is the prop, but the problem is, I'm like right at the end of the show, so I'm in that really long, like multi-part season finale, and it's very exciting. And everyone I love is in peril, so I was like kind of falling asleep, but also like, oh God, what's going to happen? So. Not, well, okay. Thank you for for sharing your your success and failure. Anybody else want to want to share? Ariel, as the <laughs> as, as the newbie, as the newbie, as the newbie. do you want to you want to share a success and a failure? Sure, success. <laughs> I okay. This is not like a paid sponsorship or anything, but I went to the board game cafe yesterday night. <gasps> yes, it's I love that place. This for like the second time. It's one of my favorite places ever. People talk about the board game cafe. Like, is that is that the same thing as the the sober bar or is it those are two no, different, no, things. different okay. things different things the, the sober cafe. bar cafe <laughs> the uh what, it's not called the sober bar it's Disson called yeah no the board game cafe is called fortuna and where is it 
I think in the the Ped Mall. Yes, uh, it's Ped right. Mall. Brothers. Yeah, yeah Ped Mall. Not Ped Mall. <laughs> on the Pediatrics Mall. I just, I don't know. I think is I'm used to saying Peds. It is, it is pedestrian. Pedestrian. Don't make fun of her for her tat. That's my job. Did you know that you were going to be made fun of when you come on the show? I mean, yeah, I've listened to more than one. I mean, Noah is here, so. Yes. Yes. That's really how that works. Sorry, continue. Fortuna. So, success going to Fortuna, failure. I didn't do most of my reading for this first week of summer class about EKGs. Okay. Okay. Who's next? No. My success, I was just back at my mom's place in Florida for like 10 days. So, had a lot of sun, a lot of. Drinking espresso and coffee and other beverages by the pool. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, drinking espresso uh, by the. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm actually, sure. I do. I was. I have. Pictures. Oh yeah, that's so all. I, all I just drinking coffee yeah, all day. Yeah, all day at all hours. Just straight coffee, nothing else. And what? then my failure was is I just got back yesterday, and so I briefly. My dad lives in Cedar Rapids, so I was briefly at his place, and then like drove back, and I left like just so much shit at his place that like i intended to take like i left my laptop oh i left like pillowcases like yeah. all these things that i was intending to take back with me i just like forgot every time i go um, visit my mom she has to ship something at least one thing yeah. back <laughs> back to us so yeah. it's so and i'm usually pretty good about that but not this time i was my my excuse is i got like three hours of sleep sure sure before sure. the flight so i was like well but okay yeah nicole I came up with two and realized they're both food related. Nice. That's cool. I love it. I love it. So the success was on Sunday, my husband and I made like the best breakfast burritos I've ever had homemade. Mm. And I'm really excited to keep making those. And I'm kind of wishing I made one this morning. And then my failure was I got wings one night this week and I left my leftovers out overnight. Mm. No. That is just cook them at high enough temperature. And it's yeah, fine here. just nuke them. <laughs> that is that is very sad. <laughs> it is always very sad, especially when it's good. Mm-hmm. I confess that I have been trying. I I I set this up without. I was like, oh, I'll come up with a success and a failure. Yeah. And I and I and I neglected to do that while you were talking because I was so interested in your successes and failures. Let's do a rose and a thorn, you know, hmm? high and a low. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be success and failure. So let's see. I guess a high is that I've very much enjoyed. I'm, 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 we're making some changes to not to the podcast itself so much as we are to how we do the podcast behind the scenes. And that seems to be at least not imploding. So. Yay! Thumbs up there. Not, not, not better than what we're doing right now. It's not imploding. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I want. My, my goal was to give people, give students, have students more opportunities to, um, to I don't know, have some CV builders and things like that that mm-hmm. are related to the show, and and also to to hopefully at the same time allow us to do more in depth stuff than mm-hmm. we than we uh, usually can do because when when it's just me running the show. So right. So I am excited to uh, see how this comes out, and uh, either way, it's going to be fun. So yeah, and hmm, yeah, I was not able. To, I also had a sleep-related fail, which basically is I could not sleep on Wednesday night, and so I didn't come to work on Thursday because I was a miserable bastard. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. That sounds like a success, actually. Yeah, well, I I did take care of myself. Yeah, that's fine. You did. I yeah. and I and you know, you I did. sent Kate an email at two forty-five in the morning. Was like, I'm not coming to work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> for reasons I am not explaining because you can infer them. No, she always did. she she always knows. I mean, this is this is a 
this is a problem for Dave in, in general. Oh, bless. Sleep, sleep deprived, Dave. So, yeah. I saw on our med school. That's Reddit. R. Oh, R. R. Slash. R. Slash. Yeah, R. 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 Slash med school. I saw on R. Slash med school a rant Ooh. by user Calvin Hobbs with a three. I Calvin underscore know. Hobbs with a three. You slash. <laughs> and I wonder... Do people actually? People don't usually say you slash though. user. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're, don't to, say if you're trying that. to like tag them in the comments, yeah. then you yeah. slash. I like to just like you know verbatim. Okay. I saw on r slash bad school a rant by a u slash Calvin underscore Hobbs with a three. Is it replacing an e? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you for clarification. Yeah. And I wonder what you guys make of it. I've uh, given them a female voice. But let's hear the post. I used to work as a medical scribe in urgent care and I had shifts with this nurse practitioner. She was really good with patients and clinical medicine. She got her online DNP and now refers to herself as doctor on Instagram. And it's just suo cringy, lol. This has been bothering me, <laughs> but this person is really nice and was a cool colleague of mine. Like, am I a bad person for thinking that? Go to medical school, graduate, land a residency, then you can refer to yourself as a doctor. I get that a DNP is a doctorate degree, but I don't, nor will I ever see it as an equivalent to MD slash DO. LMIO, rant over. <laughs> Did it say LMIO or AO? I was trying to get the I was trying to get the robot voice to uh, appropriately pronounce things. That, that I robotic voice sounded really pissy right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, really yeah, that, <laughs> that, that robot voice was very aggressive. She sounded very bossy. I, the robot voice is a paid actor. <laughs> I, I mean, it seemed to fit the... There's a lot it. of vitriol. Yeah, I... I I feel like it's a really good time to have more than just MD student perspective here. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying yes. to like target or call you out right now, Ariel, and, but like, and this that's is, why I use this question. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very good conversation to have. Yeah, I mean, it's I, you know, is this person just being snotty? Is this a snotty thing? What do you think, Ariel? I don't know what I'm allowed to say on this podcast. You're allowed to say anything you want, your, your and I will. Your mind. Any, anything uh, that you want that you're okay with uh, being if, on the internet as traceable yeah, to I was your say, opinion. If I might open the door slightly, I'm going to say a friendly. Yes, they are being snotty. Okay, like it's not that big deal. Continue now. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about that Dr. Glockenflecken like yes. TikTok recently, where the, everyone's kind of gathering around and being like, "Oh, we should work together to improve our." work conditions somewhat and like support each other mm -hmm. and maybe some other words that I won't mention on this podcast yeah. uh, were mentioned. In <laughs> I bleep out the most egregious words. Don't worry about it. Um, starting with a U. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can say unionize. Yeah, you can, I, yeah, I you say, can say that. That's I've fine. I've all the time on this podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah so sure. they were like, oh my God, like we need to start talking about, you know, unions and better working <laughs> conditions and whatnot. And then the hospital admin i'm spoiling the tiktok for anyone who hasn't you know kept up on his <laughs> i'm TikTok. spoiling this amazing dramatic work of art <laughs> Dr. so the hospital admin's like freaking out now that everyone has brought up the u word yeah and so he opens this like he breaks this you know glass and like opens the emergency like in case of emergency paper and it's like when they mention the word union say this and then it's like you are all great he says like to them you're all great providers and then they all stop and they're like Half of them are like, we're not providers, we're doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I just, you know, like, it's amazing to me from an outsider's perspective, mm -hmm. sort of outsider's perspective, I kind of wonder why is this even important? Yeah. It and you hear this a lot from, especially from 
doctors. I think you hear this mm. mostly from MD doctors. And yeah. I, if I might jump in here, because I, I feel like I can also speak to this a little because I have like a foot in the MD camp and a foot in the PhD mm-hmm. camp. And people say this about PhDs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, don't call yourself doctor in public, even though you have a doctor degree, which is like... F you. Yeah, yeah. how absolutely yeah. dare you. It's a professional title. Yeah, it's like, a, that's exactly it. It's a professional mm-hmm. title. It uh-huh. is you went and got a doctorate degree. Now, the reason I say it's context dependent is it like if someone yell this is like the joke like if someone yells is there a doctor in the house no i would not want the doctorate of english to stand up and be like yes i'm a doctor but nobody thinks that like there's doctor the medical title and then there's doctor the academic title and if you're talking about what is your title that you can use you are absolutely allowed to say my my like title is doctor because i went to college for a very long time and earned the title of doctor Mm mm-hmm I don't think that actually helps for like what in a medical setting. Like if you have a doctorate in something that isn't an MD, should you use doctor like in mm-hmm. a hospital? I I'm not super sure on that one. I tend to lead towards yes. Like if you have a doctorate, you can say doctor. Like pe- your the initials are on your name tag if people are interested. Yeah. Like if you have MD, people know you're an MD. Like it's fine. There's no need to get uppity about it. Like mm-hmm. just let people use the thing that they earned. I guess I'm ranting now. Yeah. But I I think you're really right about the context dependent because like where I've seen this brought up before will be like a DMP referring to themselves as doctor in the clinic. Mm-hmm. But what this user was writing about was what they're referring to themselves as on their social media. And it seems like in their interactions with them in the clinic, they weren't doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that they know because my my reading of it was that they got their DNP after okay he or she worked with that person but I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And I I think it's okay to say like if you have a DNP I think it's okay to, you know, be called doctor. I think people call PAs doctors just mm. because if somebody walks in in a white coat and an authority an authoritative voice or even scrubs in an authoritative voice they just go hi doctor and then like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Cuz really that your authority will come from whatever doctor you have like you know a dnp may not have all the same i'm actually not completely sure but like they don't have all the same privileges mds do and all this depends on the state yeah it depends on the state depends on everything medicine i think like Mm -hmm. i i just think it's one of those things where if we can put our egos aside for a second and know that like yes the md is like well done good job for you if a patient wants to call them high doctor whatever Mm -hmm. and they're not um, md doctor just let them say doctor it's fine let's not police this do you think uh ariel do you, th- ariel, do you think patients care i think some patients care yeah. i think some patients do want to see medical doctors and not you know advanced practice like providers mm-hmm. and that's totally fine that's their right i mean i do think i don't know i guess personally i feel like it's fine to call yourself a doctor as long as you specify what your role is you know like say yeah. i'm dr wick or whatever or in my case dr andalon if i got a doctorate i'm a physician assistant or i will be you might someday or i will be uh, your nurse practitioner you could get you could get a is it you could get a doctorate of of pa hood right is that a thing <laughs> i think so that's I what think it's called yeah. me, i don't know <laughs> i mean i could get the doctor i bestow like, upon you the doctorate of pa hood <laughs> <laughs> actually it's a hood wow oh true (laughs) that's true well i mean our dean dave asprey he's a doctor yeah yeah Yeah, and we we all call him dr asprey but we know he's a physician assistant right yeah Yeah. i think i think that's not a bad middle ground that people forget that's like i'm dr so and so i'll be your pa or i'll be your like np Mm -hmm. or whatever so it's like because you say that 
And like that is like you are absolutely should be allowed to use the doctorate if you've earned it. Mm. But then also like just to clarify in case you're curious, this is also my role on the medical team. Yeah. Say for from my perspective personally as a patient, I recently had to change providers and I was I'm just closing that I see a psychiatrist. And so my previous psychiatrist was a DNP and my current one is an MD. Mm-hmm. And it felt really weird when I like started calling the place and asking for Dr. Blank, whereas before I referred to my provider as first name. And mm. as far as I know, there there are no differences in like their clearance in providing me care. Right. And she did get her doctorate level degree and she was one of the best providers I've had. And that really kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of the nuance that exists within this. Right. I feel like a lot of the times it's like very, it's a very artificial, I don't know. It feels like an artificial argument or manufactured, like, like we said, the, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's like who, I don't know. It, like when people post stuff on that, like that, like that, I'm like, why do we, are, are we, we just, are we just spoiling for a fight here? Is this yeah? Is this just like, sometimes feels like it. Like, I, cause I get it a little bit in the sense that like you're thinking it's invalidating, right? The title of MD or like whatever or DO and saying like, oh, if so other people got to call themselves doctor, what's next? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like I feel like this but, isn't a zero sum game, people. This yeah, is, yeah. I mean, this is so typical of so typical of people. Like, oh, the the I don't know. The immigrants are coming and take away all our guns or whatever. The a little bit of a reach, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do think that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like no, I, like I, they're coming to take our. They're, they're coming they're, to take our. Yeah. They're coming yeah. to take yeah. our yeah. privilege yeah. away. Well, no, I do think that there, that there is something there because some of this feels defensive from the MD side yeah. of the yeah. board, where it's like you know maybe because I've seen so many patients on social media in person being like oh yeah my main primary care doctor for years was a PA or an NP and they were like the best doctor I ever had yeah and so I think MDs look at that and be like they they almost feel the need to defend themselves like well you know they're not real doctors (coughs) we're real doctors because and I think it's something like we have more schooling we have more training like there's more Mm. time investment and I think it can be a little bit like when you hear stuff like that and it's like, well, then why the heck did I spend like six extra right. years in training when I could have just done that? Because you wanted to do a sp- because you wanted to do a specific job that isn't yeah. those jobs. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. And, not, exactly. Exactly. You, and unfortunately, like, for better or for worse, you can't go to online school usually to become an MD. And well, so I think the reality of the situation is, too, it's like you don't have enough MDs to do all those like yeah. to be all the fill all those primary care roles, too. It's just like. I don't know. It's a little bit. I, I think the other thing is too is just like you, the p- people who are attracted to be an MD tend to have the personality type. I think that would be offended by <laughs> <laughs> that. That's offended by like. What do you think, Ariel? Are, are PAs more relaxed? Are they cooler? Yeah, yeah they are. more chill. <laughs> the, I, the PA I, class is infinitely more chill. Can than I just the say, MD. just like the only male co-host in the room, to like we ask her a question <laughs> to her face and like, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Let me answer for you. No, I mean I don't want to malign any of my md classmates i think they're all great people i didn't say they weren't great <laughs> I people i just I asked them. No. viewers no. she said that while staring immediately into all of our eyes <laughs> as if begging for leniency like it's you can insult us you're it's fine not, you're, you're not maligning mds no. md students by calling them not chill i mean I, okay, not well, chill. to be fair like the requirements for for PA students right now versus MD students is di- like mm-hmm. we have license mm. to maybe be more chill because it's kind of like just get through your training and then right you'll mm-hmm. be fine and also mm-hmm. you know you don't end up with so many 
zillions of dollars in debt and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like jump through your 20 hoops so that you can jump through 10 more hoops. Yeah. Well, something that like just came to mind is wasn't there a point where like the whole MDDO was really like same people oh, people felt like oh, it was a big sure. a big deal and big difference and i think that still does exist yeah. for some people yeah i i absolutely think it does because there i think it's the same sort of territorial waging of like mds and dos like what like where the i, I wonder too if it's part of it's because md has a much more long historical title and a lot of these newer degrees are well newer so it's like you know mds have been around for ages and then all these other people are now in like we're also mds and they're like it's like it i think there is a certain amount of territoriality happening sure Sure. legitimate or not i think that that could be at least somewhat of a factor i think all these conflicts are symptoms of like a larger thing that Mm -hmm. that's the same at its core for all of them yeah I brought it up today because I just want to encourage people to relax a little bit. I think it's, I think it's a little, I think it's very much, I think the animosity is very much overblown. You can argue many things, but I don't think you should be focusing on, well, I did more work and so my degree is worth more. There's like a whole subreddit too dedicated, right? Isn't it like our Nocter? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's like dedicated to like, this person says they're a doctor. And they're not, you know. You can't hear right. it. Can you hear this? <laughs> That's my eyes rolling. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I love Reddit. I love you dearly. There are some absolute sinkholes in Reddit. And that uh, really sounds like one of them. Because yeah. it's like, I, and I mean, I think you referenced earlier, we have a lot more other things to be concerned about in the field of medicine than who gets to say what right. title for what name on in whatever context. It's like, can like we make working hours better compensation yeah (laughs) you know not having to write all doing prior auths and no yeah like actually letting patients see see care without having to jump through 17 insurance hoops and can i please just give them this drug i promise i'm the doctor not you mr insurance man like there's just so many issues in healthcare that we don't need infighting like, like, for example, the fact that it's apparently uncomfortable to say union on the podcast. <laughs> it's not a comfort- union. 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 Is that union, from, union. like, are, are some healthcare providers more able to do it? I just feel like the discussions I've heard surrounding MD is that it would clash too much with, like, the oaths. and For unionizing? Yeah. You're saying? I mean, I think it's just because... The oaths? Well, like, basically, you can't, like, you can't <laughs> right. do... You can't go on a strike. Yeah, you can't go on oh, strike sure. and leave the patients without somebody to provide for. But, like, I've seen them talk about you could just do a paperwork strike so then they uh, aren't getting the billing and then they get the economic hurt. But you don't hurt your patients. Yeah. I think it's more because... And, I mean, I think it's just because there's a bigger discrepancy in the interests of every doctor right like if you look at like a healthcare like you look at uhc right a psych doctor versus a surgeon an orthopedic surgeon (laughs) you know or Mm -hmm. something their interests are fundamentally very very different and like i think for example like a lot of surgeons have the mindset and perspective of like hell yeah i'm gonna work all these hours and like hell yeah and you know they're getting compensated very well for it whereas like you know, like someone who's like on internal medicine, you know, or taking care of inpatients and they're like 
working our, you know, however many long hour shifts and not getting compensated as well for. They're like, hell yeah, I want a union, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's like perhaps the issue with doctors. It's harder to get a wider spread, like hospital wide union, I think in that sense, because there's there's just so many difference. Whereas like shift work, perhaps there's more ubiquity and like, oh yes, a nurse's union, you know, something like that. But that's my, how I think about it at Mm -hmm. least perhaps. I mean, I I would sort of say that there's some validity in that, but also yeah. like if you're all working for an organization, that organization is not like treating you well. Right. Then it's like because I would almost argue like even in the cases of like surgeons just expect to work all the long hours. It's like mm. that's sort of not that shouldn't be expected of you. Maybe right. like maybe this is something that we can chat about and yeah. say, oh, maybe if I'm up for 48 hours at a time, I'm not doing the best job that i can because right. i feel like i'm high it's from almost being like, awake. it's almost like there's research suggesting that yeah you know? it's almost like humans <laughs> need sleep it's so weird <laughs> i mean to the to the evidence is to the contrary of all the training you've done up to that point yeah i think sleep when you're dead yeah and that's perhaps coming from like anecdotal experiences i've had with yeah. talking with surgery and ob gyne attendings here that they're like Oh my god did i tell you about, i think i told you about this when it happened but like Spill. when i was uh, i was getting a dinner or was like i was present in the room i should say while this conversation was <laughs> happening like where a student asked like this attending like oh what do you think about like limits on like 80 hour work weeks right for residents and like surgery rotations and stuff and they were like well you know like i just don't know if it's enough time to like learn everything you know mm-hmm. and i'm like i mean I could kind of see like that mentality. It's like, well, make the residency longer or something because like we have the data that's like when residents are working that long, they're making medical errors and they're mm-hmm. making more medical errors that lead to adverse events and lead to death. Yeah. You know, like there was this uh, one article, I think it was in, oh God, BMJ or something that was like the 16 hour shift limit. Did you see that? It was like when from 2013 to 2017, there was a nation- nationwide policy that residents couldn't work more than 16 consecutive hours. And like there was a 33 product- 33% reduction in any adverse outcome, like any medical error and a 60% reduction in medical errors leading to death of the patient. Wow. And then it was rescinded. <laughs> and so they used, yeah. so they used a reference data frame of like 2008 to 2010 when there wasn't that policy to like, you know, build that association. But then the policy was rescinded in 2017. It's like, I I think when like was this a recent article? Yeah, it was. So I think yeah. when that was out, I I came across conversation about it and I actually talked with my current research mentor about like the 80-hour limit. Yeah. And I was in a thread on Reddit and people were talking about, well, yeah, it's an 80-hour limit, but like if you write over 80 hours, then they're going to come and be like, why is this over 80 hours? And because they'll be scheduled like, me for this. Yeah, and then they'll be like, no, why is it over 80 hours? Yeah. Basically implying that it's your job to yeah, say like you it's, did it's 80. It's your fault. And li- yeah. Well, no, no, it's your job to lie yeah. about yeah. Job to less, lie. less hours. Yeah. And I was like, what are the ethics of this, of like incoming doctors being told immediately to fudge paperwork right. yeah. to go beyond hours that give worse outcomes yeah like i'd seen on one of my friends private story too that he he's a resident now and he had like logged like 80 and a half hours and like 
in the week and so he's entering in the time card and in like a, the time card system asks you like why did you do this what's you your know? Justi- and he's like what's because, your justification and he's yeah, like, 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 like because that's what i was scheduled for patience, man. i don't know what you want me to do yeah, it's like what do you mean yeah and i'm sure Ask that's also my chief yeah. yeah and i'm sure that's also not counting like the times where you're not actually working but you are writing notes for mm. all of the patients that you saw right. and you just have to take that home because you have no time so yeah th- it's a definitely a multi issue of like it's one thing to mandate a certain amount of duty hours it's another thing as to how that's implemented mm-hmm. so and also i also i fully sympathize sympathize with people that are saying like yeah because i have heard anecdotally as well that residents do feel like it cuts into training time mm-hmm. it's like if you're only allowed a certain amount of time then like yeah. well i don't get through my residency fast mm-hmm. enough or i don't feel as qualified but i also think that that's valid that like well i'm sorry i guess you're gonna have to be in residency longer because yeah maybe more patients will be alive and that yeah. feels like the better outcome <laughs> so i, I think also <laughs> i mean medicine is a lifelong learning career right you're mm-hmm. not done with learning when you finish your residency and mm-hmm. so yeah. I think I don't know like I'm I maybe I'm not smart enough to know all the all the things that you need to oh, I'm definitely not smart enough to know all the things that you need to know by the time you finish with residency mm-hmm. but that's not when it all ends you don't like your knowledge isn't fixed mm-hmm. at that and that's all you've got for the rest of your yeah. rest of your life yeah. I mean maybe you could I, I mean there are other structures that would compensate for a real deficit the question is is there a real deficit yeah. so yeah I don't know We've got to visit the financial aid office to hear about our sponsor for this episode. Panacea Financial. You remember them. Panacea Financial, the national bank for doctors by doctors. As a doctor, the average bank isn't built for the medical student community. But at Panacea Financial, they get it because they've lived it as a bank founded by two MedPeds physicians. They are dedicated to providing solutions for the unique needs of doctors and doctors in training, including their PRN personal loan. Do you have a good way to cover costs for moving for residency or pay for an unexpected life cost? Do you want to avoid credit cards and refinancing existing and expensive credit card debt? Then check out their PRN personal loan as a way to help. It has up to $15,000 in funding for medical students, a period of no or low affordable payments, no cosigner requirement. And even if you don't need any of Panacea's medical student loans, you can refer a friend and Panacea Financial will pay up to $250 for each referral. And there is no limit to how many people you can refer. Join the growing number of medical students nationwide that expect more from their bank and have switched to Panacea Financial. Visit PanaceaFinancial.com today to learn how a bank for doctors by doctors can help you. Panacea Financial is a division of Premise Member FDIC. Thanks, Panacea Financial. Appreciate the support. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcodes at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. Back in July 2021, the American Board of Radiology did something that... This, and this is this all neatly ties into what we were just talking about. Okay, oh my cool. gosh. Uh, the American Board of Radiology did something that I guess is radical. They initiated a residency leave policy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. The new policy allows up to 32 weeks over four years for parental oh. and, and medical leave. And it allows program directors and trainees the flexibility to figure out how to implement it. So... On the ABR website, I read a blog post from this past April written by two women radiology residency program directors who say this has made a big difference in the lives of their training. You know, both men and women radiologists, both 
birthing and non-birthing radiologists, trainees, can now spend more time with their newborns. It means they can return to work that much less stressed about their responsibilities as parents and focus better on their responsibilities as radiologists. And I think this is very important. They say it sends a message to other members of their departments that balancing one's family goals and one's career goals are important and that being mutually supportive is also important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm never the biggest fan of like pooking, putting. Oh, my word. Pooking and putting. I'm pudding, not the fan of the pooking and putting. Uh, I'm never the biggest fan of putting medical leave under the banner of like voluntary leave just because yeah. I feel like those are two separate things. But better than nothing. So I'm not going to criticize them too much. And I think this well, is on then. top of their uh, of whatever vacation time they also get. Sure. Okay. Sure. Is that what you mean by voluntary leave? No. Well, uh, no, I mean like I feel like medical leave should be a separate category oh, oh, from yes. like le- from like maternal leave or something that you like take off specifically for, you know, vacationing or something. Like medical leave should just be I'm sick, I need medical leave, not like mm-hmm. something that you cuz then like how, you know, how dare you be have a child and also be ill? Like mm-hmm. how could you do this? So. Yeah. 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 But again, I also like because this is still better than uh, other residency programs, I feel like I don't want to push too much. It's like, I have one piece of feedback. Otherwise, well done. <laughs> 32 weeks over four years is pretty... It, that it's is actually pretty generous. very generous. Yeah. Eight weeks a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, if that was, like, a regular job offering that, I would be like, okay. I'd be like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, like, I think... I mean, residency is such an interesting time. I think it's because... also, though, like, I mean, you're kind of thinking of it... I'm not sure. I th- I'm thinking of it like... You're probably not going to have four kids. Yeah, over no, the course yeah. of your residence, you might have one maybe or two. two. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, like like definitely that because that also allows you to take like if you want to take you know half your year off to mm. stay at home with your kids, then you can do that. And I think that that is an excellent policy yeah. of just being able to like you know I want to wait until my kid is like walking until I come back to work, and for that exact reason, once you come back, you're like, aha, I feel established as a parent. Yeah. I think I think this is how parents think. I have no idea. You're never really established as a parent, but definitely sure. when you go back at like f- four weeks or whatever ridiculous amount, yeah. sometimes people are forced to go back to work at. You're definitely not established as a parent. Then you're barely awake. Yeah, <laughs> you're, bar- <laughs> you're barely a parent. You're barely yeah. alive. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like residency is hard because you have to balance like it's a job and you're caring for patients, but at the same like in, like a, it's a job, but also it's like crucial to you learning the skills that you're going to need to provide care in the future and so that's i i I think it i don't know for and i i'll I'll sort of preface this with i mean like granted the 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 amount of time that residents are allowed off now is like pitiful yeah and like freaking nothing but i I think there is a little bit of a balancing act to be like okay like you can't take the entire time in residency off and then just expect to be spat out yeah yeah well i think what's what another thing that's useful about this policy is as i said the programs and trainees themselves can figure out like how to yeah. implement it how to do it so that it makes sense yeah, yeah. and i do like that because it allows like because you know priorities will vary program to program and mm. and structure to structure so i do appreciate the fact that it allows programs to be like okay well we can't let you do it for this period of time so we'll add it to this period of time yeah. for whatever is going to fulfill that education I'm, i wonder too like how much programs have allowances and i don't know clauses in for like taking extra time Mm-hmm. To compete a residency, do you know? Is so, so I don't. I I have heard of 
extending your residency because right. of you know circumstances you know and i guess that's okay you know? yeah yeah i feel yeah i mean i feel like that should be a more common thing because i feel like there might be some limitations on that right because it's funded through medicare yeah. so that's probably federal funding issues but mm. yeah you know i think that's something too that should also be more common and ac- acceptable to be like yeah like instead of maybe just saying oh you only have 32 weeks before 14 four years like okay take as much time off as you need but like you might have to you know, stay an extra year or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that'd also be very understandable and reasonable. I mean, they've still got to, you, you've still got to, you do have to pass all your exams. You do. Exams yeah. and you, you have, have to, to pass exams. all your board exams and everything. <laughs> and all so. that kind of stuff. And yeah. so if you can, I mean, if you can do that. Yeah. Then doesn't that make you fully qualified to and be I do like practice that. medicine on your own? Yeah, because I'm sure that like extending a residency is also like can be done, but I'm yeah. sure it's it involves a lot of jumping through hoops and a lot right. of people asking you like, well, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, snooty, snooty, push my glasses back up. I'm an administrator. <laughs> snooty, snooty. <laughs> so, so like they have now they have just some built in, some nice long built in leave yeah. where you can take it and not have to go through a million pencil pushers asking you what's wrong with your family. Like, you could just take the <laughs> What's leave. What's wrong with you? Everyone else does this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone else is able to just, like, put their put their newborn child on a shelf and get to work and put their head down. <laughs> like, why can't you just, like, shut up and do your work? So... <laughs> Just put it in a drawer next to you and, like, yeah. open and close the drawer. Like, yeah. so you're rocking it to sleep. It's like, oh, it's crying. Hang on. Right. <laughs> oh, they're coding? One sec. <laughs> Let's get the gag for the baby. Yeah. What safer place is there for a baby than a hospital? True. <laughs> so true. So true. By the way, if I understand this right, this all comes as a maybe as a result of the American Board of Medical Specialties, for which the American Board of Radiology is a member, uh-huh. they adopted a policy requiring each of its 24 member boards a minimum of only six weeks of leave on top oh. of two weeks vacation Yes, for residents. I didn't remember reading that, yes, when that happened. So Is that six I, weeks over four years? I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's so, the so bleakest prob- part. So probably yes. I... I couldn't tell from like I read their official policy and I was like that can't be all purposefully yeah. vague I mean that's why it's kind of exciting to see I don't know there's only two resident unions now yeah. have you been there's one in Stanford one in LA County now I think I think that's why it's kind of exciting to see those happen to be like getting these sort of the conditions of the workers yeah you could say improved did that start when they weren't being prioritized with ppe or vaccines i think that's sort of like was a lot of the initial because it was at stanford mm-hmm. that i think the first yeah. resident union happened and i think that was why because it was like because they had that like whole fiat fiasco that's scandal. definitely ringing a bell with me right like yeah. it was like the administrators who weren't providing care ended up being like winning the lottery to get their first fact it was like, you were yeah. like really but and so i think that's what was a lot of the impetus there for them was to like oh yeah yeah, like we're getting yeah and and it's nice to see residents being thought of more as employees because even though i think residents bear a ton of the burden like mm. if you go into any clinic it's the residents seeing the patients first it's the residents dealing with a lot yeah. of the paperwork and the attendings are supervising but they haven't really traditionally I, I see a lot of parallels now that i'm thinking about it between residents and grad students where they yeah. do a lot of the work but they're treated as students because they're right. still technically in training they haven't fully been certified for this specialty like uh-huh. they have md degrees but they're not you know fully certified or whatever so 
I think that's seen as a lot of an excuse for not treating them as employees because, well, you're not really employees. Mm. You're in training. You're in a gray area. Yeah. 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 And that that means we don't have to provide you with employee protections because you're not really employed here. Have you ever seen institutions saying you're not an employee of our institution because you're paid by the yeah, government? yeah, it's oh, it's like, the whole like like uh, contractor thing. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I'm, you're I'm, an independent contract. Yeah, yeah, oh no. Because I recently saw a John Oliver like an Uber thing driver. on yeah, yeah like a John Oliver thing on taxes? truckers where it's like if they like if you're cl- if you're coded as an independent contractor, all of a sudden the hospital or clinic or whatever that yeah. employs you has no responsibility for your well being as an employee, even huh. though they control like hiring, firing, and most of your career trajectory. Yeah. So like by every metric, you're not an independent contractor, but you're treated. Like- like coded as independent I that I don't know. I feel like this is a weird idea because <laughs> it is a weird idea. It's it's the hospital is not the hospital is issuing you a paycheck and the money yeah. for that paycheck yes, it comes from Medicare. But well, the but the but so, the money for but but the money for the doctors and the PAs and the nurses and and the and the and the and the, and the, the clerical staff that all comes from the patients and the insurance companies and like the hospital isn't like oh i made this money out of thin air here's <laughs> when i saw this you know on, here you go when i saw this online it was like a resident not getting a like thank you frontline workers t-shirt type thing because uh, the person handing them out was like well you're not an employee you don't work here so i don't know if it's actually the, the hospitals yeah. and the administration doing it or if it's just somebody with a power trip some idiot yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it all i'm sure it also depends because i before we get a ton of emails being like you're wrong they are classes in place but yeah well, i'd love, I, to, I'd love to get those yeah. emails yeah please google it because i am completely talking about like one thing i saw on the internet one time i am not a qualified expert but i do know that this like independent contractor loophole is used in other industries in order to bypass employee protections because like if you because as an independent contractor you work for yourself so theoretically you're responsible for your own job and your own I've, quality I've of seen life sm- like small businesses doing this where they like try to convince the person that it'll be better for them tax wise and x y and z wise yeah when really it's just the small business wanting to not spend more money not have to have benefits programs and those kind of things yeah one of these days i'm going to put at the top of the show a disclaimer <laughs> We don't know what we're we, we talking about. We don't know about. what we're talking about, we man. We don't. We don't. I look like a financial expert. We don't. We're just having a little fun on the internet. Yeah. And I do wonder because- Get I think over yourselves, <laughs> people who know things. <laughs> a little time. Yeah. And I'm sure that this has gained a little bit less traction because unlike in service industry stuff where, you know, there is not very much pay and it's a very competitive market, like academia and medicine, people are actually competing for employees. So like if you're a very good doctor or you have a lot of publications or you're very prestigious, you will have multiple offers. So people, even if they're not necessarily obligated to extend you benefits, they probably will as an incentive. Like you see this with with researchers where if a like institution wants them like, oh, here's all the time off we'll give you. Here's the pay we'll give you. Here's mm-hmm. the awesome medical plan will give you so that it's more as an incentive so i don't think it's as big of an issue where they're actually trying to like take away a lot of their protections but when you're on the lowest rungs of the ladder you feel that pinch really strongly because you are the no one's courting you as a first year resident they courted you to get into their residency but now that you are working there they're no longer courting you Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you.
Not long ago, uh, Nicole, do you remember us trying out the uh, hanger reflex? I absolutely remember the hanger reflex. What were the, what were the results of our experiment? Pressure on my head, which made me want to turn it, but I didn't need to. Okay. Oh, I saw this on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I was not going to see us do it. No, but I want to try it. I feel like 98.2% of the people I try, we tried it on or something. Some ridiculous time. It was, felt nothing. And then right, occasionally. Which is like you, you can feel like the way that the hanger is trying to push together, that there's some kind of torsion and you just instinctively want to turn with it. But mm. it's not like it makes your head. Turn. Yeah. It's not like on the sure. videos where they're like, whoa. And one, one girl puts it on her head and she goes, whoa. <laughs> in a segment i'll call social science let's give another one a try the third hand experiment noah ariel i'd like you to go around to this table that i've set up assume the position they are fearless the volunteers volunteers auditory medium yeah <laughs> so there is a camera you will in fact okay. have to go like listen go you, to youtube yes l- listener listening to this on the bus or in the background of whatever you're working on stop what you're doing drop everything Think, go to the internet. Go to what are we? Where should they go? Go to our YouTube channel, the Shortcode, and uh, and you can go, look go at to it the there. Short, go to the Shortcode on YouTube because we have exclusive video footage. Where did, what? Skip to did, skip like, to roughly the uh, fifty-minute mark. Yeah, yes. Yeah, skip, skip past all of the so ranting about uh, employee protections. <laughs> so uh, put a rubber glove on your right hand. Right. So we've got your your gloves on. So mm-hmm. you're going to put your uh, right arm to the right side of the barrier that's in front of you, so that you cannot see it. You can verify for us that you don't see your any part of your arm. Yep. Right. Any part of my forearm. Any part of your forearm or yes. hand. No, okay. There you go. The arm is the whole arm. Yeah, just just look in our eyes. Yep, just look I'm... right here. Okay, Ariel. There are there are somewhere around there. Hopefully nearby there are two rulers. She's uh, already got them. And I would like you to simultaneously stroke the back of Noah's real hand and his fake hand. Why did you say it like that? From oh. fingernail oh, to weird. the base of his hand or wrist, <laughs> and uh, as the, the technical term. Taking each finger one at a time, you do it very oh. slowly. Okay, each finger one at a time. Yeah. Okay, she just did middle finger. We're going back to thumb now. You can do them in order. You can. Sh- I, I find this is very challenging to do. I did give this a try. This is weird. This is very so, odd to watch as well. Why is that hand moving? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. It's getting sentience. <laughs> now, if you feel any changes in your perception, let us know. This may take uh, a while. So, did you come up with anything to talk about while this is happening? This I, is I so did. bizarre. Really I did. Meanwhile, Ariel, Anuva, Andalon. Okay. I did all the fingers. Should I just keep, keep just keep going? Keep doing fingers? it. Just keep, just keep going, man. I'm glad. As I said at the top of the show, I'm glad you're finally here. I wanted to learn a little bit more about you. Where are you oh. from? I am from uh, Thousand Oaks, California. Uh huh. It is a. Some could say it's a suburb of Los Angeles. What What yeah. college did you attend? I attended the University of California, Los Angeles. Okay. So I'm UCLA. Very Californian. Yeah, that's that's as Californian as I can. As you can think as of. As I can imagine. Sorry, I'm moving your hand here. What did you What did you study as an undergrad? I studied psychobiology, which is like, you do all the required classes you have to do for, you know, like medical, PA school admission, and then you just do some random, like, psychology classes and stuff. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was thinking like you did like s- some kind of weird new age medicine research and I was like, what in the world? I know. Everyone always thinks it's something fun, like, oh, studying, I don't know. Yeah, new age yeah. stuff. Well, it sounds very, le- it almost sounds like neuroanatomy or neurobiology when you talk about like, mm-hmm. se- like yeah. psychobiology. Like- I mean, a lot of it was kind of like the biological basis of behavior mm-hmm. and stuff. So I mm-hmm. feel like I had like at least four classes that were like all that. But yeah, I think the most disturbing, if I may come back to the hand stroke experiment, the most disturbing part of this <laughs> is occasionally the, the hand in front of the screen will twitch. Right? <laughs> it's, it's really weirding me up. How are you feeling? Champ. Am I supposed to be staring at this while it's happening? Am I, supposed I mean, to look at your look at your uh, fake hand. Yeah, yeah. okay, I've been, I've been yeah. Okay, good. So, so whenever this experiment is going to come to a conclusion, we're we're gonna. Do I, I have something yeah. to do. Yeah, we have to something to do. The grand finale. If you don't have one planned. Okay. Dave, how long does this go on? I don't know. Okay. Ariel, yeah. why did you want to become a PA? I really admired the. PA that I sh- or PAs I guess that I shadowed. I didn't work with that many PAs and I think it's probably going to be sacrilegious to say like I worked with NPs and like felt no. like similar. It's no. really not though. Even it's though, not like, sacrilegious. It is, right? You should like, you should shadow NPs and PAs mm-hmm. and 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 what do you call them? The people who give the pills, pharmacy the pharmacists, no all kinds of healthcare professionals so that you can figure out what you want to do. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I just liked them, respected them. After talking to like PAs and doctors, it just kind of mm-hmm. felt like being a PA was a smart decision. I don't know. I'd get to live a more chill life. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Coming back to the chill thing. <laughs> um, I love this. We're wrapping it all up. But Okay. Mm. What are the differences between how you learn what you need to know f- here at the Carver College of Medicine between you and your M1 colleagues? Because background here at the Carver College of Medicine, PAs and MDs in their preclinical years basically are in the same classes. So what are the right. what, what are the Part differences the going to be moving forward? Right. That's a good question. I Thank think you. in talking to upperclassmen, the differences are more stark when it comes to like rotations in that our rotation system is like very different from the med students rotation Mm -hmm. system and we do you know rotate with more PAs obviously where that is not as much of a priority for you guys so I think maybe that and then also as previously alluded to I have summer classes that I'm taking right now yeah the M1s are on a break yeah so we are learning how to read EKGs from the premier EKG readers of Iowa Mm -hmm. and med students are hanging out on the beach in Florida (laughs) <laughs> it was actually by a pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> espresso by the pool. It was espresso by the pool. All those espressos. Yeah. Whew. How are you feeling in terms of sensation? It's like weird. Like I wouldn't say like I don't know. I, I guess we haven't done it wait without the right. Is it is it that you're supposed to touch it once without like rubbing? Should I try something new and see how it goes? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. But yeah, if you want to throw in an occasional faux touch, I guess. Like stroke the fake without Ariel? the real. Oh. You could okay. do, you could you could maybe try that once or twice. Okay. Yeah. That, did you not touch the index there? Yeah. Okay, cuz I didn't I didn't feel But you it, had a question. I had a I had a little like I had like a little like pinprick sort of sensation along it as you did that. I tried to mimic it as much as possible, (laughs) keeping this very close. This is another one of those um, things where, you know, on the the internet. Yeah, you get like, it's like an itchy sensation. You you go and, you you know, if you, you know, 
on the internet, you'll the the videos that you see are like, whoa, whoa. yeah, it's like it's more of a who, you know, it's like a hmm, <laughs> curious, Aww. not funny, ha ha. This reminds me of when I was a kid. We used to do these things of like they like. Funny. Your friends would like lay you on the ground and then like ah oh, like I'm putting cement in your arms and then they, yeah. that would go on for a couple of minutes and then they'd ask you to stand up and you're like I can't stand up oh right right yeah right, right, yeah right, yeah right. Th- this is what this is reminding me of or there's another one where you that Rachel Ahern in admissions told me about where you put your Amy? hand your palm and fingers splayed out with another person's oh, palm and fingers and then you stroke both fingers yeah. and like it give, makes you feel like you have a dead hand I'm like oh, okay. <laughs> How's it going over there, Noah? It's, I think it's as good as it's going to get. It's, it's where it is. Sorry, was, was this supposed to be more like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Please be more of a BuzzFeed. Well, you know, yeah. We need, the, we need the clickbait. Phantom god. arm! It has full range of sensation. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just for, the, uh, just for the clicks, Noah. Just react amazed and shocked. Go ahead. Ready? One, two, three. Oh my god! Uh, Nicole, Dude, was there I totally felt that. Yeah, was there something you wanted get, to add to this experiment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, got, I got you. Yeah. You're all good. Maybe uh, make sure you... Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the ruler was there, so I didn't know if it was gonna... Stab through. Yeah. Did you Where'd, you the, where'd you get the knife from? <laughs> for, for our viewers, uh, Nicole has just stabbed the hand oh, with a knife. How did you feel? Well, it definitely broke the illusion. <laughs> so when I've seen it before, like people will take like a book or something and they'll slam it down on that hand after they go through the like phantom yeah. touches. Yeah. And then some people will like jerk it away and respond. Jerk it away. Did I? Did I? I didn't know. I, I didn't was see you. My hand. I, didn't I showed the knife hand. too much before it actually went down on the hand. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you should, you should just went. I didn't want you to think I was I, actually assaulting you. Well, my, my backwards sweatshirt made it kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, I well, guess from what... behind it looked very terrifying, for the record. <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was actually coming to assault you. So. <laughs> I guess what's supposed to be happening is like your brain... Okay, so... You people are you people know more about this stuff than I do, but your brain uh, you know processes sensation at a lower level than consciousness, nice. and and so your brain is actually kind of dumb. But your eyes are talking to your brain, and your yeah. eyes are seeing your fake hand, and you know thinking it's your real hand, and eventually it's supposed to it's supposed to switch. But this is enough. Yes, so yeah, I would not call this success a success. What I was going to say before is that I did try this with two OSAC staff members, neither of it really worked for. But I did smack I did smack the fake hand with with a ruler in one case and scared the crap out of them. But I don't think that was because I've seen it with like prosthetic hands that look a lot more real than the coat. Are you thing saying that on. my <laughs> Are you saying that my fake hand stuff, my my glove stuffed with tissues does not look real? Another thing is that like the coat will have the fake hand coming out of the actual arm. And then the other one is like somehow away. So it looks like it's fully the coat and the sleeve. Oh, like, like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I think it's like the more you can fool your visual stimuli, the more it yeah. gets Convincing confused. Convincing it is. I, yeah. I, I gave like, it a shot. This was my second iteration on the... No, it's fair. I think like, ooh, I've experienced a mild itching was actually, was pretty decent, honestly. Yeah, like, like you know, sort of like a, you know, like a little... Yeah, I like it. You know. Once again, I'm not ready to declare that TikTok science is a thing. Yeah. Come on back here. But I appreciate TikTokers' efforts to educate me. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of really fun, like, I mean, this is basically the whole field of optical illusions, right? Is that your brain is honestly kind of dumb and it relies very much on assumptions. Like, if you're looking at someone stroking your finger with a ruler, 
and someone is stroking your finger with a ruler, your brain is going to go, aha, this thing I am seeing is in fact my hand and it you know, is the, being stroked with a ruler. The so. best the best explanation for this I've ever heard was, of course, from our uh, beloved professor, Justin Sipla. Of course, of course. King. Who King is, who is like, your brain is... Let me see if I can remember this properly. Your brain is taking in the vibrations of the universe, literally the vibrations of the universe. So electromagnetic, electromagnetic yeah. waves in the form of, you know, uh, light, vibrations on your eardrums, vibrations on your skin, vibrations in the molecules, in the substances that are the things that you're touching and transforming that into uh, perception. Like these things don't really... These things don't really exist, mm-hmm. right? But your brain makes them exist just by interpreting vibrations, which is kind of insane to think about, mm-hmm. at least for me. The brain is a terrifyingly majestic thing. Yes. Wow. Is that a quote? Profound. Yes, by Bro. Nicole Hines. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. it. I mean, it is a very scary thing. Well, that's our show. That's all I got. <laughs> no, that's an excellent note to end on. I like, yeah. Stop laugh. laughing. Stop laughing. Oh, stop laughing perfect. at our profound insight. Noah's, Noah's middle name. I'm going to always introduce. I'm always going to introduce. Which camera? I'm always going to introduce Ariel as Ariel. I've already forgotten. A- a- Ariel, Ariel Anuva Andalone. Andalon. Oh, God damn it. Dear Ariel Anuva Andalon. And I'm going to introduced Noah as Noah Chuckleswick. It's actually Noah Chandlerwick. Uh, Miranda, Noah, Ariel, Nicole, thanks for being on the show with me today. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. And what kind of third hand would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, you know, basically wherever I could figure out where to put our show. That's where it is. <laughs> our editors are Maddie Walleen and uh, hopefully a bunch of new people very soon. Uh, the show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government, ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 